I, I, I think, honestly, I take it down a notch. This is the big slow. Yeah. Oh wow, my that's god. That's just rude. <laughs> Brutus the barber beefcake. I mean, oh, Brutus. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Gonna stomp my boots in the wrestling POV is on to bigger and better things, and this is just the start. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Megamora. So what the fuck? Belt up for, for on uh, mm-hmm. terms of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's in with the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Roman. Oh no! <laughs> so that means that Punk won't be able to do it either. <laughs> Thank you. Versus Thank you. you. I want it. Olympic gold medalist. Anyway. I think you had the UK vote because you put Pete Dunne in there. Yep. <laughs> At least I didn't abandon my son. All right. Damn. Oh. Would you take it down and not spaz? Like, that's so awesome. Like, you really have a really good singing voice. Like, I wish I could sound like you. Like, that's so Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Wrestling POV, episode number 101. <laughs> I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with Mimi Goody. All us. And the third wheel, Rick Serrano III. Hey people! And our intern, Miguel Cole. Oh my goodness, Mr. Tony, you're too loud right now. <laughs> too loud? What are you talking about? I mean, I'm a new father and it's just, I haven't been sleeping and oh my goodness. Why haven't you been sleeping? Because my son is here and oh, he's he just is. driving me crazy. Oh, so he's a a, a parent now. <laughs> that's, that's oh my goodness, happened. it's too, too loud. <laughs> is he there? What's his name? Where's Can we hear from him or no?
Why is he letting him play with the soundboard? I don't know. He does not believe in disciplining his kid, is what he oh. said. Ah. So, so I'm just watching him tear up my house. <laughs> Here we go. Say something to him, or I'm going to say something to him. <laughs> Miguelito, please. Please. But what are you talking about? Like, you said I can go to work with you today, and I, uh, your hair worked, and, 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 and like, I want to hit the buttons. Like, awesome. Come on, dude. What's going on? <laughs> All right, so uh, oh God, <laughs> all right, so you know what we got? Go get him some know, ice cream I, or some I, shit. I know, right? I know you've been strapped uh, for money, um, and I know you've been an intern for Wrestling POV for quite a long time. Yeah, probably longer than an average intern. <laughs> well, um, it's about a year. No, it's been longer than that. It's been longer than that. Yeah. Hey, go oh, on, two, two years. years. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you know what? I decided to make you a full-time employee of Wrestling POV Podcast. Oh my goodness, Mr. Tony, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. This, this is amazing, is. Mr. Rich. We're out of the hole. Yeah, we're out of the hole. We're out of the hole. <laughs> All right. So now go back to your okay. whole corner and um, play with the soundboard and a get this. Whole corner. What? Your whole corner. Jeepers, man. Jesus, what the hell do you think we're doing over here? We got a kid now. Come on, baby. Oh, unreal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so. Jesus Christ. You know what? Let's go on to the wrestling news from around the world. Take it All away, right. Rick. And before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! What? What happened to the Yahoo? <laughs> Jesus. Miguelito, please! Please! <laughs> I'm finally getting paid! <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Alright. Take two. Alright, so... Let's get into some birthdays! Yahoo! There we go. Alright, first up, <laughs> our first birthday. Cesaro turns 37 years old. Ooh, yeah. Cesaro. Yeah, and every tag partner he has always gets hurt. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with. uh, You know, honestly, I think as bad as it sounds, I don't mean it in any bad way towards Sheamus, but this is probably the best thing to happen to Cesaro. Uh I can honestly see him doing some big things in the main event picture if he goes on a singles run. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. He could. He could, but they they're gonna keep him mid card no matter what. They might. if he goes on a single run, he is my early favorite pick to win the Royal Rumble. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bastards. <laughs> Our last you, baby. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Miguel, you really got to get in control of your kid. I'm trying. <laughs> oh yeah. Rick, would, why don't you take control of that kid and beat his ass and send him sit him down? <laughs> If this man touches my child. Oh, oh my. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. All right. Next up, our last birthday, Bill Goldberg turns 51 years old. Goldberg. Gilbert. Gilbert. More like Oldberg. Yeah. 51. I, I didn't think he was that old. Old. I thought he was older than that. Seriously. Okay. All right, sure. All right, yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday. 
<laughs> it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. All right, Dave Batista wants back in the yeah, WWE on a full time schedule. Yep, he wants to be on TV and work house shows. Ooh. Yeah. The animal wants well, to come okay. back. Yeah. I'm excited about I'm ex- it. I'm excited. Last terrible. But that's because he was part time back then. Yeah. He's gonna be full time. Yeah, probably. I want him to be. I, I, I think honestly, I take it down a notch. I think what it is <laughs> is that um, I think what it is basically is because um, he did Guardian Guardian Guardi- Galaxy number two, and I I honestly I think he's starting to fade away. So I think this is his way for people to, you know, remember, remember him and stay in tune with him. Oh yeah, you know, I remember. Because I, I don't honestly, I could be wrong. I don't know, but my guess is I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy two did as much as Gar- the first one. So I think in his way to help is to get back on television on a regular basis, mm. and where to do that would be in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still in shape. Mm-hmm. So, oh boy. Oh, Lord. My God. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we'll see Batista back. I mean, just don't. Do you want to see him back? Yes. Do not make him win the Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. Don't make him win the Royal Rumble. Don't make him win the Royal Rumble. Uh, but, yes, I would like to see him back. Right. Yes. Uh, WWE drops the rumored WrestleMania 34 match between the four horse women and the UFC women. Really? What did they say? Yeah. They say they're dropping it. They oh. said that they have other plans for the UFC women. Yeah. And uh, so that's Yeah, gone. it's called the <laughs> entering the Royal Rumble. Hello. Okay. That's what you said. That's my prediction. Okay. <laughs> Speaking uh. of the Royal Rumble, Kane says this will probably be his last Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's about time. I mean, but then. All right. So the thing is, Kane is. This is his last Royal Rumble. Then Big Show's talking about he wants to get back in the ring. Slow. No. No. (laughs) This is the big slow. Yeah. Oh my god. That's just rude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh lord. Alright, and my last bit of news. Vincent Kennedy McMahon sold over 3 million shares of his WWE stock to support funding for his new company, Alpha Entertainment. (laughs) He also has trademarked UFL, the United Mm. Football League. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he he wants to get back into football. Oh, Oh, God. XFL, man. I know, right? Yeah. Then kiss Gene Simmons did some shit like that they, too. They, oh, they um, they didn't buy a team. They did a, an arena team. Uh, LA Kiss. Um, yeah. Just arena football, though. But, uh, I don't know how they did. I know they did bad. <laughs> the first year around, they did real bad. I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure they're still in it. They wouldn't invest that much time and money into it without yeah. you know just for a first year run. So. But, oh, and uh, before I forget, I just also want to thank the people who thanked us and yeah. congratulate us on our 100 episodes. Yeah. Thank you, Matt Novak. Thank you, Ant the Liberator. Yo, Ant the Liberator is hustling for wrestling. Oh, people. yeah. That's cool. Love the dude. He's a really it. cool dude. Um, Kim I wanna, G. I want to bring him back on the show. Yeah, we definitely got to bring him back. 
Um, kimchi. Kimchi. Kamala's manager. Yeah. Oh. Brutus the barber beefcake. I mean, <laughs> oh, Brutus. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And of course, Kenny Casanova. I mean, yo. I told you guys, wrestling POV is on to bigger and better things, and this is just the start. All That's right. True. Get ready, people. That we go in bigger and better. <laughs> Yeah. What? Was that? Matt, Matt Hardy was here. Yeah. I know. A tired, a tired Matt Hardy. Yeah. Especially after what happened. All right, let's go straight on to rumors. Uh, I only got one today uh, for this week. Uh, apparently, someone leaked the card for Fastlane on March 11th. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. Um, the, now the only thing that was leaked was uh, Fatal Five Way, the main event. For the WWE Championship, and this is, these are the uh, participants in it. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Randy Orton versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Megamora. So, what the fuck? <laughs> what did you just... Oh, my I said God. Nagamora. Nagamora. Oh, my goodness gracious. My Lord. Lord. <laughs> So, uh, that's, I guess, the last pay-per-view before uh, WrestleMania, I'm assuming. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, that's that's it. That's all I got. Uh, what do you guys think of the um, of the of uh, that card? I mean, obviously, AJ's still going to have the belt. So, whoever he's fighting on at the Royal Rumble, if he is going to put the belt up for... for on, uh, mm-hmm. of, yeah, he's, yeah, that one. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, I think what it says, I don't think it means that AJ will have the belt because he could lose it in the five way. Um, But the thing that tells me is that none of those guys are going to win the Royal Rumble. Yep. Right. Exactly. So So. so that means a Raw guy is going to win the Royal Rumble, which means I don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble. (laughs) Roman? Oh no! (laughs) No! Oh my god! Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what to think about it. I don't. <laughs> it's, not, it's like uh, I throw my hands up. You know, I go eh. one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just hey. Eh. All right, so that's all I got for injury, Rick. I mean, uh, for rumor, what do you got for injury, Rick? All right, for injury, Dean Ambrose will be out for up to nine months with a tricep tear. Damn. Yahoo! Jesus Christ. Very disrespectful. Um, But I hear from Dean Ambrose that they're saying the rumor is that Dean Ambrose is coming back healed. And that's why they did what they did on Raw. Yeah, I heard that too. So, So. Yeah. See what happens. I don't want to see that. Yahoo! Jesus, Mimi. Lord. Uh, Kalisto needed stitches. Did he really? hit that water bottle. Damn. And they're concerned that he has like a face fracture. Really? Ooh, damn. Yeah. How hard did they throw that shit? It, it was a full bottle. Well, well it had it, it, there was shit in it. Oh, damn. There was water in it. There was water in it. <laughs> I was like, ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Kendrick, uh, we don't know if it's a serious injury or not, but was injured due to the GTS by Hideo Itami, yeah. which led to Hideo Itami doing the Rings of Saturn on 205 Live. So is the GTS done? I think so. I think so. 
I think so. So now, there, when there was, CM Punk comes back, he can't do it. <laughs> nope. Well, I, no. Um, I, they were saying that. Uh, he, they, what's his no. name? Um, Brian, Brian Kendricks, right? Brian, Brian? Yes. He, that he might have an orbital fracture. Damn. Because of that. If that's the case, they're definitely going to yeah. not do the GTS. So. Uh, no way. Lord. No way. So um, that means that so Punk won't be able to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> that's is rude. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for the news, rumors, and injuries. Guys, we need you to go to WrestlingRadioAwards.com and yes. cast your vote for the Wrestling POV Podcast for Best New Show, Best Show, also Best Interview. We have had interviews with Cortez Castro. We've had Kenny Casanova. We've had... Brian Christopher from Too Cool. We've had Asian Street. Go back and check it out. Put the votes in for us. Yes. Best new show. Best show. Best interview. Wrestling POV podcast, guys. And you can vote once a day. Once, once a, a day. day. <laughs> so make so, sure you vote once a day. WrestlingRadioAwards.com. Yes. yes. And if you want to see or listen to some of the past episodes with those interviews, go ahead on iTunes at Wrestling POV Podcast. Give us a five star rating. Leave us a comment. And if you say something bad about us, we're gonna come to your house That's and right. say thank you for writing a comment. We appreciate it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. So yeah, make sure you guys do that, please. We appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, that's what I said. So now let's get on to raw notes. All right. Raw, of course, started out with uh, John Cena coming out to the ring. Dude, uh, I love him so much. He's like the best in the world. I, I, I love, I love John Cena. John Cena's like, <laughs> like hustling and I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, so he comes out. He starts talking, and then uh, um, gets interrupted by Elias. I love it. So did Elias get a, a nice pop or what? Oh yeah. He, he got a huge pop. Um, but then, of course, Chicago had to ruin it by chanting CM Punk. Ugh. CM Punk! CM Punk! <laughs> but then, uh, but Allies handled it well. Um, it looked like he was a little, he didn't know what to do. Because uh, he kind of looked at John Cena and was like, uh, do I say something? You know, and John Cena took over and then he said what he said, you know. That's what makes Chicago great because they can say what they want, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> then, of course, Elias uh, started to sing. I love the fact that when he gets pissed off and he's like, uh, well, I, I don't know what he said. I forgot what he said, but um, when it kept interrupting him. He, I, I don't know what it was. I, I don't remember. But it was funny. He just said Chicago sucks. Yeah, he pretty much says Chicago sucks. And, and then, he uh, that's the worst place to spend Christmas. <laughs> and then when he changed it up... Um, and uh, said that he'll do the right thing. He uh, <laughs> jacks John Cena. Right oh my god, face. that was funny! Oh shit! So it ended up being a match with John Cena versus Elias. The match was pretty decent. Um, it was good, but it was just a little bit too long. Um, yes, it was. The crowd fifteen started, minutes. No, it was longer than that. No, I'm saying the uh, f- fifteen minutes they spent on that promo. No, well, yeah. I think it was a little less than that. Altogether, between the promo and the match, was a half an hour. 
Yeah. Um, just spent on those two guys. Well, it's um, also because it was commercial free for the first hour. Right. And so. um, yeah, they did the same thing for SmackDown too. But still, that's still a little bit long for an opening. Um, the crowd started to lose interest towards the end of it, and you can tell John Cena was like, "Hey, let's take this home right now," and they took it home. John Cena wins uh, with his uh, attitude. But adjustment. Elias looked good, though. Elias he did. He looked good. great. He did. Um, I like the gimmick. I like the fact that he's singing, even though I'm not. I never was a fan of it, but I like how Elias does it. Um, very insulting. Very. <laughs> it's a good way to get heat, and hey, it works. It's starting to work. Um, next matchup, it was just like what you reported on the injury. Hideo Itami defeated uh, Brian Kendrick uh, after hitting him with the GTS. And, of course, we saw what happened. Uh, then uh, next it was Absolution versus Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Mickey James. Um, this was a decent match. I like how Paige was acting in this. But um, it's just a little bit too much of a security cat for her to be a badass. That yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, I stay away the, from that. Yeah. Um, or and, don't uh, do it too much. And you what know about what Mandy Rose with all that talking? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand what that that, that was. Like I, I they, they probably. Out. Yeah, I, I think they were um, her character herself. Um, I think they want her to do a little bit more than what she's doing right now. She's kind of well, she is a, a, a sideline chick. As you can say, um, mm-hmm. she's not really standing out. They want her to stand out. To me, that's what it looks like. But yeah, it, she did a little bit too much talking. Word. Uh, Absolution did win. Uh, Paige pinned Bailey. Um, what is it with Bailey getting pinned all the time now? Because Bailey's a little. Speaking of Bailey, um, you know that super fan that she has, that little girl? Mm-hmm. Yes! Did you see the video? Yes, she is now involved. I don't know her name. Do you know her name? Superfan Bailey. Superfan Bailey. Look it up on the internet. Um, Now she's doing independent scenes. She's a, but she's a little kid. (laughs) She's a little exactly. She's using a kendo stick. She used a kendo stick out of one. uh, But in the beginning of that, she was managing somebody. She still has the Bailey hairdo and the. the heel, whoever he was, I don't know who he was, grabbed her by the hair and pulled her. She played it off well, you know. Um, then uh, there was another clip. Uh, the the heel was getting ready to hit the face with a kendo stick. She grabbed the kendo stick away from him and hit him. Started talking shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, a little bit too young. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in the independent, uh, if you're running independent shows, if I don't give a damn how popular that little girl is, she is way too young to be in that ring. I'm Absolutely. sorry. Very dangerous move. Uh, she should wait like everybody else. Um, when you want to start training, I think it's 16, I believe, with parents' consent. Mm-hmm. And uh, even then, you're only limited to so much. Um, a lot of people don't understand, and I hate the word fake when people use that term. Oh, but wrestling's fake. She ain't going to get hurt. Bullshit. After 20 years of doing this shit, I still have a hard time getting out of bed because of 
the shit that I did in wrestling. I did a lot of hardcore matches. That's because your wife is being on top of you. The, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did it, right? Um, I did a lot of uh, hardcore matches in my day. Um, I did a lot of stuff that probably I shouldn't have done, but I did it anyway because I love wrestling. You know, you know, I still got scars on my head from from the hardcore matches, and you know, bumps and bruises go a long way. And um, I hate it when people use the uh, the fake word because it's not um, that little girl should not be in that ring. Right, period. absolutely not. I agree. Period. Too young, um, but it was just crazy. But uh, anyway, back to back to Raw. Sorry, especially since he's getting more fame than me, and I've been doing it <laughs> the right way. <laughs> Wow, he hit the right button on that one. I'm saying. <laughs> wow. That's probably Miguel doing it. Yeah, could be. All right, so then up next it was Kane versus Heath Slater. All right, so where are they going with this? I really want to know. Where are they going with this Heath Slater and Randall thing? Nothing. This make Darren Young great again 2.0. Oh, yes, I no. thought the same thing. No. No, yep. No. That's exactly what it is. That's what I thought. The same thing. I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Jesus Christ. No. All right. Anyway, Kane <laughs> beats him. <laughs> and then after the match, uh, Rhino gets in the ring and then Kane sees him. And then it was a little bit of a pop there for Rhino. A little bit. Until he got choke slammed. So <laughs> that was funny. So then uh, up next it was Finn Balor versus uh, Kurt Hawkins. Uh, what are they doing with Finn? Could somebody obviously nothing. He's not in the storyline. He just comes out just to come out, I guess. Kurt Hawkins still having uh, Hawkins. So not Hawkins. He still hasn't won a match. Um, and he's acknowledging that too, which I think is funny. So <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Finn Balor wins if you if you didn't know, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, up next, Bray Wyatt cuts a, a pretty cool promo. A big yeah. pop from Chicago. Uh, he starts to come into the ring, and then all of a sudden, Matt Hardy attacks him from behind. I don't know why I thought this was funny, but it was. <laughs> That's not how you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that laugh because it's annoying. Um, he attacks him from behind. Bray Wyatt then leaves. And then, of course, speaking of the laugh, Matt Hardy does that laugh and delete the for a good that? two minutes. He didn't do that before, right? No, he didn't do that before. No, but he first did the broken gimmick. I mean, he laughed like that, but yeah, he didn't do yeah. it for that long. No. He didn't do all the vowels. No, he didn't. Sometimes, why? I'm asking why. On the live show, he was using uh, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata mm-hmm. as his theme. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. I didn't know um, that. I'm not liking it because I love the Moonlight Sonata, but it does not work here. If you put like a remix to it, little bass or a drum or something to it, then yeah, but just the piano itself does not work well with, I don't know. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, we, we, I, I'm, I'm willing to give it some time. That's all I'm not. not too much, though. They're, they're skating on thin ice so far. With mm-hmm. uh, up next, it was the Miracle on 34th Street fight. Uh, <laughs> Cedric Alexander, Akira Tazawa. <laughs> and Mustafa Ali 
uh, versus Drew Gulag, Arya Davari, and Enzo Amore, just mm-hmm. as Santa Claus. Don't know why uh, I get it. It was Christmas. I get it, people. Um, but uh, <laughs> Alexander won with the lumbar check on Davari. Um, next, it was <laughs> it was for the IC belt. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. This match was good. I liked it. Um, Samoa Joe wins by um, disqualification. Roman went nuts. He went a bit crazy there. <laughs> Uh, after even after the match, um, and, oh yeah, they, they're saying that they fined Roman five thousand dollars for putting his hands on the referee. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. What I, you know, honestly, I was hoping Samoa Joe would win um, to get the belt. Uh, he would be a good IC champ for a while, and he would make he would definitely make that belt relevant. He, yeah, he definitely would. I just don't want him to drop it at the Royal Rumble and then win the Royal Rumble Roman Reigns. True. Like, yep. If you're going to drop the belt, drop it now. Yeah. Don't drop it at the Rumble and then, oh my god, he <laughs> lost his belt, but he won an opportunity at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That is so... You should be an announcer. Uh, yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, you're right. And... Uh, for Roman to drop the belt, he's got to drop it now. Not at the Royal Rumble. If he even defends it, who knows? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just crazy, man. Anywho, uh, then Braun Strowman uh, versus Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, who they've been given a lot of TV time this this yeah. long, uh, singing some carols and uh, some, uh, is, that, is that what it's called, carols? Carols? Yeah, Christmas Carols. Christmas, Christmas Carols. Carols, yeah. Okay. And uh, so they were in the ring. I didn't know who they were. It was a secret Santa match, I guess. Braun Strowman That was pretty out. cool. That was a cool thing. But they, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> having Braun come out was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, he beats the crap out of him. <laughs> uh, but he's getting over. Uh, the yeah. crowd wanted more power slams, and he gave it to him. <laughs> he did. Uh, then up next it was Alexa Bliss. Blah, Jesus Christ, I'm done. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Speaking of Alexa Bliss, uh, Dana Brooke is with Titus Worldwide officially now. So, yeah, like, that's been a few weeks stage. already. Yeah, well, no, no, she was actually in a little power suit or whatever, and she yeah, was backstage she, with them. She did that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. How much you paying? That's back? what I said. If you gave me two more seconds. <laughs> Speaking of Alexa Bliss, am I going too far ahead about the kiss? What? What are you talking about? When oh, yeah. Yeah. Enzo Mori. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going too far. Go ahead. You can, you can, yeah, go ahead. Enzo Mori and... Um, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. <laughs> Rick's girl. Um, <laughs> we standing underneath the mistletoe and they were going to kiss and Alexa Bliss, like, or well, I guess cock blocked it. Yeah, you did. Well, first of all, Nia was like she was about to eat his face. Alexa was like, we have to talk in the ring. But the thing was, she broke up that kiss to talk about what's going to happen in the ring, and her segment wasn't even next. Her segment came like yeah. two times over. Well, so but she had, a, she had to talk to her about it. Yes. You no. know? Sure, why not? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, oh my god, they got a kiss! No, 
yeah. and then she saved the day. Yeah. I, I knew somebody. I, I was either her or Drew Gulak. It was one of them. <laughs> so, all right. So now Alexa Bliss is in the ring and uh, said she's been watching the Women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, she'd be watching, sorry, uh, to see who her opponent would be at WrestleMania. So, obviously, she's not going to defend the title at Royal Rumble. That makes sense. Uh, then, all of a sudden, Asuka came out. Uh, when Asuka came out, I thought that she was going to challenge her for the belt. I thought so, too. And I was like, well, obviously, Asuka's going to win. Which is good. She ain't going to be involved in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Makes it a little bit harder decision to find out who would win the Royal Rumble. Right. To fight Asuka. Um, but then she says she's going to be in the Royal Rumble. So more than likely she's going to be the first woman uh, to win the Royal Rumble. Right? Uh, I mean, come no, on. The odds has to be there. I mean, not if they, Yeah, there's ways around it. Or submit it. This is a Royal Rumble. Yeah, you know, that is true. And but, all I you mean, need is three girls to pick her up and then flip her out. That is true exactly. too. But I, I don't know, man. I think what's gonna. I think she's gonna end up winning it. She, you can't put her in there not to listen. Win. I'm gonna listen to Rick because Rick was a two-time world champion, oh, WPO champion. WPO. And you, what the hell is that? To be O V. I said. <laughs> you said WPO. Actually, it is the. Olympic gold medalist of oh, Queens. Yes. Wrestling POV champion. No. Thank you, Kurt. Um, for no. Will be me that, no. Um, yes. And, and. Not having it. Have you ever won it? No. No. That's it. why I'm going to listen to Rick. But I won it. The, Thank you. Versus Thank you. you. I won it. Olympic gold medalist. Anyway. <laughs> Sons he said, of bitches. You ain't no Rick Serrano the third. Anyway. Buddy. He, he did say it was a joke. <laughs> No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He didn't say it on the radio. He, he texted that to me. Anyway, that don't count. Let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Jesus. You uh, did it, buddy. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> wow. All right. Where was I at? I don't even know. Oh yeah. So Oscar says she <laughs> guys are jerks. <laughs> so um, Oscar says she's going to be in the Royal Rumble, um, and then she gives <laughs> Alexa Bliss a kick to her head. Yo, she freaking messed her up. <laughs> then there was the main event. It was for the tag team championship. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan versus The Bar. The um, bar. It was an okay match. I mean, you know what? As much as I don't like Jason Jordan, the guy can't work in the ring. Yeah. He has been stepping it up lately. Um, I don't. I don't think. I think what I just don't like about him is the gimmick, it, the way yeah. they're handled, the story behind it. Is, to me, that's what I don't it's like. Corny. No, it is very corny. Then, yes, it's very corny. Um, <coughs> is that what you said? <laughs> All right. Um, then it was uh, It was a good, it was a decent match, I guess. I don't know. It was good. It was good. Um, Jordan and Rollins were teamed up to return the favor to Kurt Angle for helping the Shield at TLC. Jordan pins Cesaro after a backdrop into a neckbreaker to win the Raw Tag Team Champions. So, new Tag Team Champions, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. What the yeah. French Toast motherfather after- refrigerator? <laughs> after the show, uh, after Raw went off the air, uh, Kurt Angle went out to congratulate them both and gave his son a big hug. That's ridiculous. That's proud. That they gave the belt to this dude. Exactly. Um, I don't know, honestly, 
I don't know what to even think about this. Um, we'll see where they go. It, it might be an ego boost for uh, Jason Jordan. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, the Sigabos. I mean, but you have this as this bratty kid who always gets his way, and he got his way. He exactly. got the title out of it. He got, he got <laughs> way, he got Sounds like my sibling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, that, that's your wrong. We'll discuss more about it later after we uh, close it up with the SmackDown breakdown. Uh, before that, uh, we got to take a quick pause for the cause because we have Kenny Casanova will be joining us for an interview about uh, his book with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. And uh, he's coming up next. So we'll be right back. Dad, I have to use the bathroom. This is Lucha Underground's Cortez Castro. And you're listening to Wrestling POV Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back, and we are back. I told you guys, after 100 episodes, we're going to get bigger and better, and our next guest is just that. He is a former wrestling manager. He's a teacher, a DJ. He is also the author of the Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Strutting and Cutting. He is the Prince of Passion. Kenny Casanova! Yeah! Now that's an intro. Right? <laughs> How's it going, bro? I'm good. How you guys doing? All right? Good, man. Good. Did our, our 100th episode. I'm sorry you had to get bumped over Kurt Angle, though, but... Uh... <laughs> that was not cool. I am the bigger name, even as he just said. <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad, you know. Um, but yeah, we. But but you know what? You are a our last interview of the year. Huh? Save the best oh, for last, yeah. huh? So save the best for last. You don't have Matt Damon in the works too, do you? No, no. <laughs> that'll be next year. <laughs> All right. So the book, Strutting and Cutting. Tell us about it. How? Where'd you come up with the idea? Uh, just give us the backstory on it. Yeah, we're talking the, the Brutus book, right? Yes, yes. Because I'm a very refined author, and I also wrote the Kamala book, as you all know, I'm yes. sure. Yes. Okay, so on the Brutus book, um, I was just following things up from the Kamala book, and basically, uh, the way that the Kamala book worked real quick, and I'll just take it from there, is that, um, you know, the, the poor guy lost both of his legs to diabetes, and uh, I had played kimchi a few times for him um, in different promotions around the Northeast, and I felt bad for him. I, and I was about to put out a sci-fi book, and before I finished that, and I, I saw this, and I said, you know, maybe I should go the nonfiction route. So I just pushed the sci-fi book out as a, as like an ebook. I didn't even bother to print it, and I started working on the Kamala thing, and um, I learned everything I could about publishing. I wanted to get him a book deal, right. so he could make some money to live off of it all. And then I started to find out more and more that things didn't look right. I mean, it seemed to me like you get a publisher, the publisher keeps two-thirds of the money, and wow. then they throw you with a piece of a third, and they throw somebody else to, like, to put together a piece of a third, and the guy that books about doesn't walk with anything. I'm like, this is, like, a big work. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I looked at it from, like, the wrestling, you know, perspective, and we try to work people and make them think they're getting something that they're not really getting sometimes, and I felt like the publishers were doing the same thing. So I started looking into self-publishing, and man, I'll tell you, basically what we did was uh, we, we set up a Kickstarter, a bunch of people got behind it, 
Steve Austin put it on his podcast. Oh, nice. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Steve Austin put the Kamala interview on his podcast, put the book over. Um, Roddy Piper, you know, God bless his soul, he did the same thing. We got him on some of the bigger podcasts. And, uh, you know, I'm behind the scenes writing questions to those guys. So I actually wrote for Steve Austin and for Piper, which is super cool. Better yeah. in my hat, you know. Yeah. Uh, people threw down something like 17 grand wow. for Kamala, and we, we put the book out on our own. Now, the books did really well. Um, and let, let me just give you a perspective of things. If, if, uh, let's say that a guy like Hacksaw Jim Duggan goes with a publisher. He puts a book out. I'm not slamming anybody in particular here. Uh-huh. But he walks with like eight, nine, ten grand in royalties for the, for the book. Kamala walked with 60 grand. 60. Wow. Six zero. Oh. And it helped pay off all of his medical costs. He had all these problems. You know, he had back taxes. Uh, you don't get any kind of retirement. He had all kinds of problems going on because he couldn't work. Fixed a bunch of that, you know? Wow. So I started thinking to myself, now I'll transition this to the beefcake deal i'm like you know what if i just charge like a couple grand and just and i'll be like the guy that doesn't make much of the money and I, and i'll flip-flop but i'll give all the publisher money to the the wrestlers so yeah. we came up with the idea that you know we don't want to keep just keep doing this with different names so uh to help them out so uh basically i set up a website um yeah, i set up the, the everything that the publisher and the distributor would do short of being in Barnes and Noble and we sell the book out you know on a website we sell it at Amazon and all and then the wrestler keeps two thirds of the money and you know and I just make a couple bones on the side that's nothing big it's more like a hobby for me to set it all up right but um yeah and that's what we're doing with Beefcake right now so he's the uh the second one that this formula seems to be working with doing the same type of thing right we didn't do a kickstarter because we didn't feel it needed a kickstarter right but uh we just set it up on a website and uh something like we sold uh I don't know something like seven grand in pre-sales wow right? we just wow. put out last Wednesday wow. you know now didn't Beefcake so that, approach you out a week. didn't Beefcake approach you to write the book yeah yeah and I've had a few others too you know and I've also written Vader's book which is just waiting to go so he's what's happening now is Vader is going through and maybe saying change this word so it sounds more like how I talk you know just little superficial stuff he wants his to come out around Wrestlemania time and I also did Danny Davis's book um and and that's the uh, the Heart Foundation Danny Davis not the uh yeah uh, not the South one, but the one that was with like uh, the referee yep. uh, gimmick in WWF. Yep. And uh, he actually did a little bit of something different. Um, since uh, I don't want to say he doesn't have like he didn't have the singles run that some some you know like a Beefcake or a Vader you know who was headlining cards. So um, I was afraid that his book might read a, di- a little bit uh, what's the word. Uh, less accomplished right. so I wrote that one like a kid's book so that one's like a, a young adult novel like you would see in high school so you get to read him growing up and like he was a mess he did all kinds of horrible stuff he was hanging with a gang and they were ripping people off and now the book is really cool because there's like a whole different element to it where it reads like a kid's story like uh, you know to, uh, to teach kids how to you know get develop a work ethic and stuff like that so oh, wow. so yeah i've been kind of busy been writing a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah been busy yeah so kenny yeah. so you like you said you worked on with vader how have you heard anything about his health like can you give us any insight on vader's health 
you know, he's got a lot of little injuries. I mean, he's he's um, he's had some some rough times, and he's doing okay, I think, right now. And he's he's staying positive. He's trying to uh, you know cut his weight a little bit, and uh, he, you know he was diagnosed with congestive uh, heart disorder, uh, meaning that his heart uh, was uh, swollen and having some problems. You know, and some people can die from that. Uh, yeah. So he figures if he drops some weight and, and tries to get healthy and stuff, that you know it'll lengthen his his time with us. And uh, I think something like uh, they told me something like he had two years to live. Yeah. You know? So, but he's doing better. I think he's trying to. Okay. You know, he's trying to stay good with the healthiness, and that'll help out in the long run. That'll lengthen his life for sure. Yeah, because it was definitely a, a little scary to hear how it just felt like he was giving up, and uh, it's good to hear that he's not that he's changing it and he's trying to lose the weight and stuff like that. I mean, you have to think of it from his uh, perspective too, man. If you had an expiration date, like you know you're going to die at a certain time, that you got to look at the world a whole different way, you know. So I'm thinking that like if you might have seen a tweet where he looked you know, disappointed in life or something like that. Yeah. Hopefully that's just a, a, a passing moment because I, I think he's pretty positive and he's, uh, um, he's doing the right stuff right now. So that's uh, I think everything should be good. And he talked to me a couple weeks ago and said, send out that last draft again. I want to go over it one more time. Um, what made him really big in the wrestling world was he was super particular with uh, his matches and how they looked and, you know, and how his character came off. Um, you know, back then, uh, territorial days, a lot of guys would have a, uh, what do they call it, a um, competitive, not a competitive, uh, creative control clause. You hear that noise, I'm throwing my dog's water bottle right now. <laughs> <Lots> some water. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he'd have a creative control clause. You know, a lot of the guys would do, like, Hogan did it. Rick Flair did. Yeah. That would say that I will do this or I will not do this kind of in certain situations that will have my hand in how the character runs. Well, I think some of that comes across, you know, with the book because he wants it to be uh, to sound like him. And, and you know, uh, so that's why we're really getting, it, you know, we're really getting it down to uh, uh, perfection level in his eyes. And I think that's good. You know? that, yeah, absolutely. That's good. But uh, yeah, well, ho- hopefully, you know, things turn out for the better for uh, Vader. So. Just keep us yeah, updated, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Okay, cool. Now let's go back to the book, Strutting and Cutting. Give okay. us a little detail. Yeah. I know, I know, you're, we're gonna want people to to buy the book itself, but give us a little bit of what you uh, put in there to tell us more about Brutus the Barber Beefcake. All right. Uh, let's see. Do you want me to tell like a little story? Or do you want me to tell about his life? Uh, which either one doesn't matter. Let's, let's go with his life. Okay. So you guys probably heard a little bit about his parasailing accident. Do you know about that? No. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I didn't hear about that. He yeah, broke I mean, his face. That's what career down. Oh, okay. Jesus yeah, Christ. <laughs> you did? Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's what slowed his whole career down. I mean, he's... Uh, he was there with the Dream Team, and I mean, he's uh, he's tagging with Greg the Hammer Valentine, and he uh-huh. got the he got the the tag titles, you know, and uh, they're on top of the world, and they're flying everywhere, and they're headlining cards, and uh, you know, it's during the whole rock and wrestling time, and it's during the, uh, the first you know handful of WrestleManias and all, and then um, uh, they did this thing where uh, they had um, Don Morocco, not Don Morocco, uh, Dino Bravo started tag, jumping into the, the group a little bit and then eventually became Greg and Dino 
because of a, a haircutting miscue because the adorable Adrian Adonis was there. He accidentally cut Bruce Beefcake's hair in the, uh, in the corner. <laughs> and then uh, I think this is, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's WrestleMania three, which was the Hogan Andre one. Yeah. You know, and also the, uh, the Steamboat Randy Savage one. You know, so that's a good one to watch because this also had this in it. And uh, uh, Piper had his retirement match with Adrian Adonis, and it was a hair-for-hair hair match. And then Beefcake ran down to the ring to get revenge because Adrian had cut his hair accidentally in another match. He didn't care about it. It was pretty rude about the whole thing, and uh, that was the birth of Brutus Barber Beefcake. Oh, okay. So after that, Brutus became a singles wrestler, and and he's really on top of the world. You know, he started coming to the ring with the with the with the scissors, and then you know, uh, wrestling is everything's larger. So let's give him shears. So he's got these big <laughs> shears so the people up in the cheap seats can see. You know, and um, man, he started headlining. In fact, Hogan, when he couldn't do a show, sometimes they were having beefcake killing for Hogan, and, and some of the fans didn't care. You know, I mean, so that really said something that wow. they weren't asking for the money back. So he was up there. He's, he's big for a period of time in there. But then, you know, the tires come to a screeching halt. He's out at a, he's out at a, a big Fourth of July party, and uh, B. Brian Blair, you know, he's the one that the Iron Sheik wanted to make humble. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, he uh, he's at the party. He brings a girl to the party, and uh, they're rushing to get her up at a parasailing thing. So they got a boat, you know, and uh, and they'd already put away the lines. They're like, "Now, nah, come on, let's get her up. She wants to parasail. We promised her." So they get her up and going. And, uh, before you know it, uh, the boat uh, has a, a miscommunication with uh, with them setting her up. The boat takes off too fast, oh, wow. and she goes up, and her knees go right in the beefcake's face, and it, it exploded. I mean, like the bones shattered. They hit him just right. I guess he did what's called a full gainer. It's like a diving term where he yeah. actually flipped up in the air. Remember how... Uh, Fatu used to bump when he took a clothesline. He yeah. did like almost one of those deals when she kicked him. And, and I guess Brian Blair saw that and was like, "Whoa, was that like a work or what?" You know, he didn't know what was going on. So they ran down. And um, if Beefcake had gone unconscious from that, he might have drowned because there's no one wow. there. He would have been in the water, but he didn't go unconscious. And they went down. Uh, and they pulled him out of the water, and he had to hold the inside of his palate, you know, the roof of his mouth, oh. because it collapsed. He had to hold it up with his mouth so he could breathe. And like, man, they, they brought him to the hospital and the, the hospital wasn't prepared for that type of surgery that needed to be done. And they're calling everyone in the middle of the night trying to find the right guy. They find a specialist and he made it there. Um, and I guess his son, they contacted his son first at a college. And, uh, and uh, the son called the, the specialist and said, Dad, Dad, Brutus is hurt. You gotta go help Brutus the barber and his dad what are you talking about? We didn't follow the rest of something. Yeah. He showed up and I guess they got the right guy. I mean, they, they had to rebuild his face. They brought in like trailers and trailers of uh, equipment, like these tractor trailer, you know, they pull them in and they had to redesign his face. And this is at a time when, you know, um, they didn't have the fancy computers and, right. you know, the scanning technology we have today. So the titanium, uh, something like a hundred screws and plates and all of this went into his face. Yeah. So that slowed him down. And then when that happened, I mean, he was gone for a bit. He came back. They had him do like a Piper's Pit thing when Piper left uh, the second time and he was doing the barbershop, you know. And uh, uh, so that was t the tail end of his big WWE run. And then eventually went to WCW and just did some little stuff 
um, that he was a good friend to Hulk Hogan and he just kind of was you know, hanging out with him on the road. He did like the Zodiac and he did the Disciple with the NWO and the Booty Man and a couple of couple of goofy gimmicks that pretty much Hogan was had that creative clause that I was telling you about. He just kind of wrote him into the scripts and stuff uh, right. so he'd have a travel buddy with him. Wow. Well, yeah, all right, yeah. Kenny, so my last story, question, <laughs> the most important one. So, well, what was you saying, Ken? What happened after that? No, I just said, so yeah, that's a tough story to throw at you, but the uh, neat thing about it, though, um, and then, then we'll go on to the next question, is, is that B. Brian Blair wrote a guest chapter in the book oh, uh, okay. telling his perspective of that, you know, and then oh, also... Okay. Uh, Marty Janetti, who was uh, famous in the barbershop when uh, Shawn Michaels broke up with him and kicked him through the glass. You may remember that. We had Marty Janetti tell his perspective of that story, too. So he has a guest chapter in the book as well. And um, later on in uh, uh, a feud against DDP, and DDP has a guest chapter in the book. So it's like 400 pages. Real, real thick book nice read got a lot of different perspectives and quotes in there from all kinds of people the uh, the foreword is written by Wade Boggs really? wow. played baseball yeah man and I had to interview Wade Boggs I mean I, I, dude I was like you know I was kind of like uh, making the poop emoji in my in my shorts when I had to call that guy because I'm like I talk to wrestlers all the time that's a different level and a different type of person yeah. so Brutus just calls me one day he's like brother we got we got the the forward for the book. I'm like, who is it? Wade Boggs. I'm like, what? I'm like, Wade Boggs. It's like, yeah, brother, you gotta call him. Call him right now and interview him. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so, so I'm calling up Wade Boggs, who I don't know if you guys are baseball fans, but oh, yeah. he's a big name. He was huge. Yeah, yeah, he was huge with the Red Sox, right? And then he went over yeah, to the Yankees after that. He yeah. played both sides. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, he's famous for riding the horse at the World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Turns out that uh, they played Little League together. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They were on the same Little League team. That's awesome. And it's funny, he explains years later, he meets up with uh, Brutus backstage at a wrestling show. Didn't know that Brutus Beefcake was Ed Leslie, and his son had a Brutus Beefcake action figure, and and he never made the connection that this is the same guy who's playing Little League. Wow. It's a pretty pretty (laughs) cool story, man. It's a neat forward. That, yeah, that is pretty cool. That is cool. Well, Kenny, I myself am going into the world of professional wrestling. I'm trying to become a manager. You as a God former manager, you. what advice do you have for someone like me? Okay. Yeah, man, I'll tell you. Okay, so um, what I always told people, I only really trained one other manager. I didn't want to give too many of the secrets out there, but I'm not. <laughs> that's just because I didn't want to compete with anybody else. But... Um, one of the whole things is do not steal heat. You're gonna yes. get your time on the mic. You're basically the 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 uh, the voice of the wrestler. But during the match, when they're wrestling and they're doing stuff in the middle of the ring, a bad manager will go over and start like jaw jacking the uh, you know the audience or like yeah. doing something goofy or something to get heat. If you pull uh, the heat away from uh, you know the guys while they're doing a spot in the ring. They're not going to want to work you with you anymore. And it also makes for a, a divided attention issue with the audience. They don't know if they should be looking in the ring or if they should be looking at you. Yeah. So the only time I say to do any of your character stuff, which is during a rest hold during the match, or if you have a spot, match, you know, that's, that's one of the big, that's one of the big things. I can't stress that enough. I see it even in, on TV today, you know, uh, that yeah. when there's a manager type position, they don't follow that sometimes in the matches. 
it end up looking like a cluster. So it's true. That's very much true. Yeah. So there's your advice, Rick. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Now, Kenny, I have this question. It's been bothering me for a while since you put this book out. I've been reading all over the internet that Hulk Hogan has a problem with you putting this book out, or actually a problem with uh, Brutus. What's what's the deal there? What's the tension? Did Brutus uh, spill some beans on the Hulkster? Uh, what, what's going on with that? I know, you want, like I said, I know oh we want God. people to Man, buy the so, book, but what Man, what's I'm, going on? I'll give you this much: uh, day before Halloween, I start getting these emails from a guy named Dave Houston, who's Hulk Hogan's jit lawyer, the same guy <sighs> who. Uh, who handled the Gawker trial? Yeah, and this is no secret because I tried to, you know, I tried to stay out of heat because you know, I was a Hulkamaniac when I was a kid. You yeah, know? I mean, I, I don't, you know, but they they've been kind of a bit on the outs, which is unfortunate. And I've heard from both sides that they wish they could kind of like mend things up and get things back together. But there was some kind of argument, and it's not my place to give you online or you know live here on on the on a podcast. Uh, what the argument was over, but the, the heat was really between Beefcake's new wife and Hulk Hogan. They had a, a falling out, and I think that Hogan's camp didn't want that information in the book. Oh. So I, so man, they they called they called me up. They left a message. I called them back. I actually read them sections of the book, and I think um, I think they didn't like the stories that I said, but it wasn't. The issue that they were mostly concerned about uh, that's not in the book so I don't think that there will be any sort of legal proceedings or anything to the fact that I squashed it all and I also explained to them that you know I'm really just in it to try to help uh, help, the, help the boys make some money later on in life that's kind of the new mission of me doing this hobby is uh, right. not to make big bucks off the books or be a publisher or anything but to try to help the guys out and I'm not there to squash Hogan either because honestly back in uh, 19, jeez, I don't even know. Let me think. It'd probably be 84, 85. I was a kid at ringside. My dad was bringing me to a wrestling show at Rhode Island. And Hulk Hogan was there, and he was tagging with uh, Junkyard Dog, and they had the Haiti kid in the corner. If you remember him? Like a little oh, yeah. Mr. T-looking guy. Yeah. And they were taking on the Funk Brothers, and Hulk Hogan ripped his shirt off, and he threw it, and I caught it. And today, some 30-something years later, that's still on my wall. So wow. no way was I going to bury Hulk Hogan in the book. You know what I mean? Right. Um, however, there are road stories in the book, you know, um, that predate him being married uh, to Linda. And, you know, um, uh, they were single. And there was some, you know, there's some good stories in there that, that have some dirt. But there's not anything I think that is going to hurt uh, Hogan. Now, see, the big thing on that, again was that Hogan went through that Gawker trial. Yeah. And uh, they didn't want um, they didn't want anything that was going to throw shade on Hogan after he's been trying to repair his name. Oh, okay. um, you know, with uh, uh, you know, with Gawker and all that stuff that happened there. So they were pretty much and this was out there. They took pictures of this they, they put the the warning <laughs> uh, Beefcake and his wife put the warnings online at one point I think during the Twitter war showing them say look we don't want to sue you but if you try to wreck his name and everything we've been working on you know and you're telling untruthful stuff 
then, uh, you know, we will sue you. So, you know, here I'm like, oh, I don't want to fight Hogan's lawyer. Right, yeah. No, I, I saw that tweet, too. That's why I was like, what the hell is going on, man? Yeah. Is Hogan, like, trying to hide something? Or, you know, because at one time, they were both best friends, weren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said before, uh, Hogan was booking him some WCW. He was bringing right. him in to try to give him, you know, I probably paid him and hook him up. But Beefcake, you know, appreciates that stuff now again Beefcake was his own wrestler I mean he was headlining cards that Hulk Hogan wasn't on and um, Beefcake was his own guy but there were right. periods of time where you know they both worked off of each other and helped each other quite a bit early on in their careers right. and um, uh, Beefcake was always grateful for the help that Hogan gave him and vice versa I believe so um, yeah it's unfortunate that the friendship isn't there right now but you know, time always mends everything, and I like to stay positive and hope that at some point they'll, uh, they'll, you know, repair that and they'll be able to move on and uh, not have, you know, uh, uh, wasted 30 years of, of a good friendship on, uh, you know, just some silly argument. Right. Awesome. Well, Kenny, my last question for you, do you have any wrestlers in mind that you want to work with on book with for the future? On, okay. Uh Quite possible honky tonk man might, might be next. Nice. Um, nice. Right now, I uh, about a year or so ago, I booked out uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan um, up here. Helped him do like an autograph signing for his book, um, along with his one man show. So he did a comedy act in a bunch of uh, comedy clubs up in the upstate New York area. Uh-huh. And then Honky contacted me. Come uh, maybe he was late November, around Thanksgiving this year, and he's all like, no, I, I know you hooked up, uh, hooked up Hacksaw, but do you think you can get Honky Tonk Man in any of these? And I'm like, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, can, you, can you set me up with some dates in January? So I said, yeah, and uh, um, I got him a good, a good six or seven gigs, I think, up here uh, come middle of January, so January 15th, 16th, 17th, somewhere in there. Uh, you guys, are, where, where are you down? You're down in the Brooklyn area? Yeah. I'm in Manhattan. Yeah, Rick's down in Manhattan. I'm in uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> well, anyhow, the, uh, Manhattan, uh, the only one that's close to that, there's a, like a near Long Island date at a place called Emerald Comics. I think it's at Bellport, something like that. Uh, okay. Uh, it'll you know, you're familiar with that? That place? Anyways, yeah, uh, I know Belfort. Yeah, yeah. So it's in Belfort. There's a comic book store that he's going to be doing a... He's going to be kicking off his one-man show down there, I think, at a, at a comic store and doing a signing. Then he's headed up to Albany and Glens Falls and Utica and a bunch of a bunch of places that uh, Tony would probably remember in, in his, his older days up here. So you're in New Mexico now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't... I knew you moved, but I, I don't... I didn't remember that you moved there. Why did you move that far away? <laughs> My wife had a job uh, offered down here, so you know the kids are all grown, and uh, we took our opportunity right. to uh, leave New York and leave the cold weather to you guys. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but you guys don't might be not realize it. Not everybody might know that Tony and I go way back. Uh, like I said before, uh, he, he took a he took a power bomb for me, or maybe I took one for him, something like that. No, I I took one from you. <laughs> And, uh, you know, t- Tony even uh, had me at his wedding, though I, yeah. I made him, you know, pay for an appearance fee. I still showed up to his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the solid person that I am. Yeah, yeah, we go way, I mean, way back. I mean, mid-90s, right? 
something like that. So, yeah. Around the mid nineties, and uh, yeah, one of the things I there, there were there's so many stories. Actually, I've said them on the show too. Some of the stories, uh, a few of them, like the one you just mentioned, was uh, we was all sitting in the locker room, and uh, it was Sid Vicious. He was uh, wrestling uh, this guy called Danger, and Danger was a good friend of mine, good friend of Kenny's. And uh, we was all sitting in the locker room, and Kenny was managing Danger at the time. So we're all sitting in the locker room, and then uh, all of a sudden, Sid comes out, and he's like, looks at Kenny, and he goes, you want to take a powerbomb from me? And then Kenny was like, yeah, I'll take one from you. And then he goes, who else? And I look, and I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take one too. So then Sid was like, all right, so after I powerbomb him, then I'll, you come in to try to make the save, and then I'll powerbomb you. So I was like, all right, sure. Had I had nothing to do with that storyline. I was just coming in to take the powerbomb. I didn't care. <laughs> it was good, and, and I couldn't remember because uh, another friend of ours too. Uh, he goes by uh, Hot Bob Todd. He was a referee, and uh, after I took the power bomb, um, like Todd just kept slapping me in the face. He kept saying, "He said, he goes, dude, sell the shit out of it, man. Just keep selling the shit out of it. You know, making it look like he's asking if I'm okay, but he wanted me to sell it as much as I could." Um, <laughs> That, it was a fun, funny moment. The other one that I always remember, it was when it was a, a wrestling organization we wrestled for. It was called New Breed Wrestling. And it was the very first show in Amsterdam. We had Jimmy Superfly Snooker on the show. And we were in the back again, another locker room story. And uh, Kenny comes up and he goes, he, he goes to all the workers, all of us wrestlers. And he's like, he goes, all right, I need everybody to follow along. So we were like, okay, Kenny's got something up his sleeve. So Jimmy Snooker is sitting there with a cigarette, and Kenny made no sense at all, but he just was singing this song. And do you remember what I'm talking about, Kenny? Is this the Bona song? Yes, the Bona song. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, right, keep telling it. Keep telling it. So he kept. He kept. All of a sudden, Kenny comes out. He goes, "Bo na na, it's the bo na na." So then we all follow suit and singing that song that made absolutely no sense at all. It had no rhythm. Well, no, it actually did have rhythm. But <laughs> it was kind of like a blues song. Yeah, you know, kind of like, uh, <laughs> kind of like Sweet Home Chicago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So then, all of a sudden, Snooker just comes out of nowhere and just starts singing the song with us. We got we got Snooker to sing about an erection, and that was pretty right. Oh man, it was just. I don't so know funny. if he knew he what he was even singing though. He just he didn't. That was the funny thing about it. <laughs> Yeah, no that's what's up. <laughs> oh man, but those are just some of the stories. God, if I told every single one of them, uh, it would. I mean, we're already rated R though, so <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think you would mind uh, the naked bushwhackers. One of them. Uh, <laughs> you remember that one, right, Kenny? I'll send you. Actually, uh, you remember Buttery Bird? He found a videotape of the incident that you're talking about. So I'll I have it. Oh, you it. Yeah, it was with my <laughs> camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have. Uh, there's a lot of fun times. And Rick, you're getting into this uh, the world of professional wrestling, and there's going to be a lot of bat, uh, locker room banter. And uh, it, yeah. just just soak it in. It's a lot of fun. I had so many, uh, I had such a great time with the road trips. Everything. The thing that was cool is we we were in it when the, when uh, there was 
still it still was just before like all the millions of indies started breaking out everywhere exactly. so like when we did shows there was still a ton of guys on them that uh you, you saw on tv still like they'd yeah. just gotten off tv in a lot of cases yep. and so, um uh it wasn't like today where you're lucky if you get one name on a show or yeah. something like that you know oh. uh we were working with tons of cool names and they would show us how you know they would kind of show us the way and pass the torch a little bit and I got to work early on with uh, Bam Bam Bigelow and he was showing yeah. me some manager spots early jeez yeah. um, we worked with all kinds of people that you know a lot of them are dead now though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh wait you know what yeah, yeah. Not, not that we're reminiscing I do got, I gotta bring this out and you gotta tell me more of the story on it I've always wanted it to know now back in the day of course New Breed Wrestling it was probably the hottest wrestling show all over. We always had King Kong Bundy on the show. Yeah, yeah. Penny, <laughs> you messed with this man so bad that he went after you a few times. Oh, he beat me up a couple times, too, but that's all right. I mean, not real bad. Like, he would throw work punches, but yeah. uh, I think it's just because he forgot that you're, if you really fight, you, you actually connect. So I think he wanted to hit me, but he just wasn't paying attention. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. I was just... I would just hit him with crazy Mark stuff. In fact, for your listeners, if you want to hear what we're talking about, uh, I did eventually upload a song that I sang called I'll Take the Five. You know, like the five count. If you remember King Kong Bundy, he used to like do this, this gimmick where he would pin you three, and then he'd make the ref count two more so you knew you were beat by King Kong Bundy. So I recorded this song about how, my whole thing was, was I always pretended I was marking out to Bundy. Like yeah. in the locker room, how I loved him. I wanted to hug him and hold him, and he'd just get pissed. He'd beat me up. He's this big, huge dude, right? So, um, also being a DJ, we mentioned that before. I'm a wedding DJ, and um, you can check out my services at thedjservice.com in upstate New York. <laughs> Quick plug, shameless. Um, I, I did karaoke stuff, you know? So, I sang the song, I Will Survive, but we changed it to... I'll take the five. And it's me, it's me singing about how I want King Kong Bundy to pin me for five times. <laughs> that big of a hard form. So the whole song is like rattling off a bunch of wrestlers that I beat. I so you know, I supposedly beat, but even though I'm such a you know a huge name, I still would take the five count for King Kong Bundy because he's the man. So I just rattle off like uh <laughs> all these names and I make all the wrestlers names rhyme like kind of strategically it's pretty cool <laughs> it's on YouTube you can find it I think Is it, yeah definitely ta- tag me on it that way I'll post it on our Facebook page alright definitely yeah, I got it I got it <laughs> that's that, that was that was the only thing I always remembered in in my NBW day uh, NBW days was the fact yep. that Kenny always fucked with King Kong Bundy and I was like dude why are you always mess with and then and then I, I, I look at King Kong Bundy he was ready to kill Kenny like he was really like going after it. and then all I see was Kenny booking it out the door it was just it was oh, yeah. the funniest fucking you know, thing. So, uh, I've tried to get him to let me do his book, and he a couple times has come close, and he's, he's thinking about doing it, so I might do his eventually, I don't know. But <laughs> nice. um, recently, um, uh, you know, I contacted him, got him to do a couple of quotes in Beefcake's book, because a lot of my chapters start with, uh, like, a quote, you know, um, from one of the wrestlers in the chapter, or something related to that area. I tried to get a lot of other perspectives in there. So, um... He says to me, he's horrible. Bundy's horrible at first. He's like, uh, can I swear on this? Can you beat something out? I, I can clean it up if you want. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
you want me to clean it up? Because I'm about to quote Bundy, and he said something foul. So no, I'll no, it up. we're rated R. So go ahead. Yeah, he goes. He's like, ah, oh, he's like, you don't even need a quote for me. You want a quote? Uh, uh, can pretty much just uh, sucked Hogan's dick the whole time and <laughs> never mounted anything other than that. There, there's your quote. He's like, let me write the book, and I'll just write that. There's your book. That's about the gist of what he said when I first called him to ask him for a quote for the book. I'm like, dude, serious? I can't put that in the book. He's like, that's all he did, man. He just kind of sucked Hogan's dick, and that was it. Yeah, man, it took me a while to get a real quote out of him, and then eventually I did. And, uh, you know, uh, that, a lot of the fans, so BK Case, a lot of fans have said that in the past. It's totally not the case at all. Right. That uh, Beefcake was just Hogan's whipping boy. In fact, it, it really stems from the idea that it all, what happened was early on in his career, um, Beefcake tagged with Hogan. They were called the Boulder Brothers, and this is before Hulk Hogan existed. Really? And uh, they went to, I mean, they went to school together. They went to the same high school. <laughs> and, um, yeah, man. So afterwards, uh, when Hogan started taking some wrestling lessons and stuff, and he got he's got his leg uh, broken by uh, a Japanese guy whose name's evading me right now. But uh, uh, BK pushed him, come on, go back, go back in, because BK wanted to eventually ride his coattails and then get into wrestling school, learn how to wrestle, so he can be a wrestler too, you know. Right. And I I think that whole idea of like Hogan helping him out to break in a little bit. Just kind of stuck with him forever. And they were friends and they hung out everywhere. Hogan was, uh, you know, he took off because the guy was a monster and he was like six, seven or something, you know, right. 350 pounds. He was kind of huge. So, yeah. so people all often pitted him as being as lackey, but he really wasn't, you know. Yeah. And that's where Beefcake threw that quote out there originally. And I had to, I didn't mix that until I got a real one out of him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's funny. All right, Kenny, tell the people where they can find you, where they can find the book, give the websites, your Twitter handle, Facebook, all of it. All right, so you can find me. You can go to KennyCasanova.com and you'll see that uh, right on the front page, you'll find uh, all the different things that I do, the DJing and the book writing and you know the wrestling and all that. Uh, but basically, uh, book sites, go to WOHW.com. That stands for Walking on Hot Waffles. That's my publisher name. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's laughing because it used to stand for something else. Yeah. I just recycled it and changed the acronym. So, yeah. WOHW.com, Walking on Hot Waffles is what it stands for. That's my publishing company. Uh, we're an anti publisher that self publishes and gives the money back to the wrestlers when they write the books with us. And uh, also make websites to help them. You know, with the distribution, uh, you yeah. can find me on Twitter as Kenny Casanova. You can find me on Facebook as Kenny Casanova. Also, Instagram. Uh, I've had the name long enough that there aren't any like you know uh, Hawaiian escort services or something like that trying to take the name. Uh, where else can you find me? Uh, you can usually find me at the Dragon Buffet in upstate New York, eating some delicious uh, Chinese food on Wednesdays when it's half off. And yeah, that's probably good. You can check me out at the djservice.com if you want to see my uh, my wedding services that I charged Sweet uh, Tony Bush for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Sweet deal. All right, Kenny, thanks for being on the show. When your next Thank book you. come out, definitely come back on. Sounds good. And buy Bruce's book right now at brucebeefcake.com. There you go. And uh, I promise you won't get bumped over Kurt Angle. Again. Oh, man. Again. Ha <laughs> uh.
Maybe for Roman Reigns. Yeah, for Roman Reigns, yeah. Mimi <laughs> 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 had to chime in. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Or actually, we're going to take a pause, not a commercial. We're going to take a quick pause with a cause. When we come back, Rick is going to go over SmackDown Breakdown. We'll be right back. Yo, yo, yo. This right here is former WWE World Tag Team Champion, Grandmaster Sexy, Brian Christopher. And you know, when I'm going to listen to a podcast, I'm going to listen to the best. And if you want to listen to the best, you're going to tune in, listen to Tony and Rick at Wrestling POV Podcast. Yeah. And we are back, and ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the reveal of who won the top 10 rankings of December. Tony Diaz gave out his top 10, and then Mimi altered it, and then I altered Mimi's top 10 of Tony's alteration. Yes. So, <laughs> now it is time to see who won. Was it Rick? Was it Tony? Was it Mimi? And ladies and gentlemen, the votes are in. And congratulations to the two-time winner of the top 10 <laughs> rankings. He is the Olympic gold medalist approved wrestling POV <laughs> champion, Rick Serrano Luther. Oh, Lord. Your, your own little chant there, Rick. Your own little chant. Rick sucks. Jesus Christ. Uh, the people voted. I mean, thank you people for voting. Um, it was great. I mean, my top ten was at number ten, Kevin Owens. Yep. At number nine, Cody Rose. At number eight, Pete Dunn. At number seven, Okada. At number six, Kenny Omega. At number five, Tanahashi. And number four, Samoa Joe. And number three, Prince Puma. And number two, Alistair Black. And then number one, AJ Styles. Yeah. I, I think I think you had the UK vote because you put Pete Dunn in there. Yep. <laughs> I think that's what happened. Seriously. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I Yeah. Yeah. That's what he did. See, he was trying to be slick. He puts Pete Dunn in there so he can get the UK vote. Yeah. That's yeah, what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. I'm just saying. I know. What happened was. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of POV podcast is affiliated with Collar and Elbow Brand. Go to collarandelbowbrand.com and get yourself 10% off by using promo code WPOB. Yes. Guys, the holidays are not over yet, man. Go ahead and go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Get some holiday goodies with the Collar and Elbow Brand logo all over it. Come yeah. on, guys. 10% off WPOB yeah. promo code. Yeah. WPOV. Yeah. Promo code. Promo code. Yeah. WPOV. Promo code. Uh, David, what? What? What is WPOV? Like, like, why do you call yourselves that? Like, that's that's kind of weird. Like, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a little weird. We are live voice? on the radio. How don't you know this? This is Wrestling POV podcast. What kind of son are you? Like, excuse me. <laughs> At least I didn't abandon my son. All right. Damn. What are you talking about? I mean, I I'm sorry. I didn't know. Dude, dude, don't don't even don't even don't don't even go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like better than the telenovelas, right? It's better than more. No. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Oh, um, wow. Um. Yeah, we're gonna start with the SmackDown breakdown. <laughs> breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> breakdown.
Would you take it down in that space? That's so awesome. Like, you really have a really good singing voice. Like, I wish I could sound like you. Like, that's so awesome that you sound like that. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so the kiss ass runs in the family, huh? Oh. <laughs> All right, SmackDown opens up with Daniel Bryan making an announcement about the U.S. title tournament where Bobby Roode and Baron Corbin will open up the tournament with the first match. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Dolph is gone for now. Yeah. Yep. And and from what I heard from that is that they're they're playing that up because of the fact that as everybody knows that he was sending out tweets. Um, I was waiting for you to say twats again. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> um, what was I saying? He was sending out tweets. Yeah, he was he sending was, out he was tweets twatting. about he's getting ready to leave and this and that, and they're going off of that. So it's all the work. Sorry. All the work. Got him. All work. the work. Oh, speaking of got him. What? That sign. What sign? You Never don't, mind. You don't remember the sign. The got him sign. One of the wrestling matches. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead, Lord. All right. Um, speaking of getting interrupted. Uh, <laughs> Daniel uh, Bryan got interrupted by Chad Gable and Shelton Behami, yeah. who say they deserve the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And then they get interrupted by Rusev and Aiden English, who got the biggest pop of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rusev even bef- over. But even before they came out, yeah, even before they, they the came day. out, they were saying Rusev Day. Ru- Let me tell you something. That is, it's getting over. Huge. 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 Yeah. Huge. Yeah. That's Huge. A, oh, that's a New York thing. Please stop. <laughs> what are you talking about? Billy Pacello. Billy Pacello. Huge. All right. We're giving them free advertising. No, here. that's all right. No. All right. All right. All right. Want to be our sponsors, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> we had I'll be huge two. all day. <laughs> you guys done? Yeah, oh no. yeah, sorry. Uh, right, that's yeah, what my wife sorry. say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> He's the only one who believes that. You damn right I do. <laughs> Makes me happy. <laughs> I say else. That's what happens when he uses the makeup mirror, you know, oh. times the size. <laughs> fucked up. Magnifying <laughs> mirror. Okay, so Daniel Bryan also gets interrupted by the New Day, and yo, I'm getting sick of the New Day asking for title shots. It's ridiculous. Now, now. you know, let me, let me, let me, <laughs> let me explain something. When, when the Usos been tag champs for a while now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. When they fought the New Day at Hell in a Cell, the next day on, well, not the next day, but on SmackDown, didn't they say that that was the last time they would wrestle them? Yep. Yes, to they give did. other people opportunities. So then why the hell is New Day keep coming back? We don't know. Because they don't want to give other people opportunity because they're oh, a bunch oh, of greedy oh, motherfuckers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't speak Spanish. It's oh, ridiculous. Bad, bad, bad. It is. It is. Ridiculous. Daniel Bryan said the three teams will fight each other and we'll have a number one contenders match 
right now, and they'll fight the Usos next week for the tag titles. Yeah. And uh, yo, give it. Can we give props to Chad Gable? I, I, I. No. Yes. No. 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 Yeah. I no. mean, my my thing is is that, and and it goes back to what you said. I think it was last week you said it, Rick. When the Usos, I mean, they're talking about the Uso penitentiary and all this other stuff. So, are they heels or are they faces? I don't know. My opinion, my opinion, obviously, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, those are their heels now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You look at Rusev and and uh, Aiden English. They're to me, they're running as a baby face. Mm-hmm. I believe so too. In this match, I know I'm getting ahead, but in this match, wouldn't you think it would make sense because the hot team right now is Rusev and Aiden English? Wouldn't you have them go up against the Usos to make the Usos back into the heel where they're supposed to be? Mm-hmm. Would make sense, right? It would. It would. <sighs> Go ahead, Yo, Tony, Rick. you be making sense sometimes, man. You know, like, uh, you should be making dollars. You know what I'm saying? All that sense you be making. It, all the sense, yeah. Uh-huh. Man, I was about to say. I he, all he makes sense. is sense. Ah! Next. <laughs> <laughs> ahead, Too bad. Rick. The only sense he doesn't have is common. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I don't like you guys no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no more of that, please. <laughs> All right, so next up, uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon are both backstage. And Shane is upset that Daniel Bryan uh, compared him to Vince. Although, act like an asshole and you will get compared to one. Exactly. Uh, then he's upset about the U.S. tournament. Why not just give the match to Corbin and Bobby Roode? And then why not? Uh, why didn't you ban Sami Zayn from the match against AJ? Like, bro, right. get the stick out of your ass and get over it, man. Exactly. Like, you, yo, relax. Yeah, but he hated his father so much. His and he father. Get, and, that's what I just said. <laughs> and he got so mad. And then he's like, "Well, you know, he is my father." What the fuck? So what? You hated the man. You don't want to be like him. Uh-huh. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what? Uh, this is going to be the Mimi and Tony show. I mean, Mimi okay. and the Ricky show. Sure. <laughs> the M and R. What? The R and M. R and M. Yeah. So listen, but seriously, like Shane McMahon is doing more turns in the Big Show right now. I That's know. What That's like. what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. But the thing is, they have a big opportunity here to do something with it. And I just think that all of a sudden, they're like, eh, they let's just let it go. You know what I'm saying? It looks like they're saying, eh, let it go. I know. That's it's, what it looks like to I me. I know. It, it, I don't Unless like... Unless something's going to happen. But yeah, but and it's going to be something predictable like it always is. I don't think it is because if it was, I thought for sure that I that Shane was going to attack Daniel Bryan at the, the last little uh, uh, pay-per-view they had. Yeah. Well, Daniel's still not cleared yet, according to sources. Yes, really? that's why. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, See? Right. I told you. <laughs> well, next up, the Bludgeon Brothers versus Brizongo. Speaking yeah. of told you so, I told you so. <laughs> mm-hmm. The True. Bludgeon Brothers win by DQ because the Ascension came out and attacked the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. So, are we looking at Bludgeon Brothers versus the Ascension? Yeah. Mm. I think so, and I'm actually excited about it. I think it's going to be a good match. I think so too. Uh, I really do. 
Yep. 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 <laughs> but uh, one thing was missing from this episode of SmackDown, and that was, once again, Mojo Rowley and Zack Ryder. Yep. Yeah. Maybe he went to buy dark clothes. <laughs> to taking my advice? Yeah. Hey, Vince, man. I was just listening to the Wrestling POV podcast, and they said I need to start wearing dark clothes. What do you think, man? <laughs> All right, man. I'm on my way. Here's $5,000. Go get yourself some right? outfits. <laughs> uh, Vince was like, what are you doing listening to the Wrestling POV podcast? <laughs> Yo, <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> No, because it has to do with wrestling. It has to do with wrestling. It has to do with wrestling. Vince gets really... Anal when they're they're on the bus or something touring and they're not watching or listening to anything wrestling. If they're watching like a TV show, he'll be like, "How come you're not watching wrestling?" You know, so he is like that. Anyway, anyways, yeah, Tony knows because him and Vincent friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you damn right. They're butt buddies. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got pictures to prove. No, it. you don't. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> No, you do not. <laughs> yes, I do. do. dollars starting price. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't bad. Uh, next up, we had Ruby Riot versus Naomi, and uh, Ruby announces she's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Yep. Um, off distractions by Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, Ruby uh, hits the Riot kick, and the Riot squad uh, attack Naomi after the match. So, and out, how, and- how much do you want to make a bet mm-hmm. that? Uh, at the Royal Rumble, the Riot Squad is going to be face to face with uh, Absolution. How much you want to okay. bet? How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? How much you want to bet? Absolution and the Riot Squad are going to be faced off, and they're going to be surrounded by the rest of the women's locker room. Ooh. Okay. Sure. All right. okay. <laughs> and they're going to team up. Okay. All right. Okay. They'll team up All with right. each other. All right. All right. There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So, so is it me or is it everybody else that think that the riot squad is like the ugly duckling of? <laughs> Jesus Christ! If you listen to episode number ninety-six, Rick Serrano the Third said that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mimi, he's just taking all. This. I know. He was just like I'm saying. You did not say it first. I said it. First. I know. He's, I he's said like it first. Everything you're thinking right now, I already <laughs> said it. <laughs> Vince, thing? I what thought you so. want for dinner right now? I already said it. Yeah. They are two hours ahead. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> <what it is. laughs> They're in the future. The future is now. Uh, so the Riot Squad jumped Naomi, and then they took out Charlotte, and then. Natalia, Tamina, Lana, and Carmella come out, and the right squad retreats, but then they got attacked by them, yeah. and uh, they ran away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Lana, Lana looked good. Mm-hmm. I really think that, that that girl, Tamina, she looks really good, too. I mean, uh, she, she's, she's kind of cute. What? <laughs> she is. You are your father's son. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, so Renee Young was backstage with AJ Styles, and AJ says 2018 won't be different than 2017 because SmackDown Live will still be the house that AJ Styles built. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin. Yep. 
Good match. And that was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, Bobby Roode looked extra crispy, though. <laughs> yeah, he did. Extra crispy. Extra crispy. That tan was way, way too dark. Yeah. He is a little bit crispy. Uh, just a little bit, yeah. Just a little overdone, you know what I'm saying? He didn't want the original. He wanted extra crispy. Uh, <laughs> hey, KFC, you want to sponsor us? It's Church's Fried Chicken. No churches. We don't have no churches. <laughs> yeah, we do. Well, yeah, we got the Iglesias, but we don't have no churches. <laughs> Lord! Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, but Bobby Roode ended up winning, and uh, don't you think it was kind of early for these two to fight? I, mean, I think so, too. Yeah. Um, First round. No, but, but uh, let's go backtrack a little bit um, with the Shane and, and uh, Daniel Bryan thing. Do you think Shane was right by saying that, you yep. know what, if if uh, Dolph Ziggler relinquished the title, shouldn't it go back to um, to Baron Corbin? Or should... Or I th- is that what he said? Or did he say them two should fight for the title? They should fight. They, yeah. He said right. so he, that would, one I mean, or the other. But either one of those makes sense. Yes. Instead of yes. doing a tournament now, yes. right? Uh, I, I prefer no. a tournament no, because no. I'm sick of Bobby Roode and Corbin. No. The reason no. why I'm saying that is because the whole rematch clause. Since uh, Baron Corbin was the title holder, he should get that rematch. Rematch. Exactly. So either if you do the tournament, have Baron Corbin... Be in the finals. Right. You know what I'm saying? To fight for that belt, because then that'll be his rematch clause. Correct right. or no? Right. Makes sense? I think it makes sense, but I think what they're trying to do is trying to build a little stable with Shane McMahon. So it'll be like a Shane versus Daniel thing. Mm. Like maybe oh, okay. like Baron be his enforcer and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I, I just don't like the fact that Baron lost. Yeah, no. You know, no, if no, they I put like if either. they put Bar- if they put Bobby Roode in with somebody else. Then I, I, can, I can see that, but to jump ahead a little mm-hmm. bit, because the other match, the other because qualifying he, match, it was Jinder Mahal versus the Perfect Ten. Yeah. Nothing against Ty Dillinger, but Jesus, really? Let's make it a little bit more obvious, why don't you? By, yeah. you know, letting, letting us know that the two finalists is going to be Jinder Mahal and Bobby Roode mm-hmm. for the U.S. title. So now, but the thing of it is, like, before Jinder was involved in this, I when Bobby Roode won, I'm like, he's winning the title. Yeah. Now that Jinder's in it, it's a good chance that motherfucker can win it. Yep. And don't forget, we still have four more competitors next yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a eight-man tournament altogether. And yes, like you said, Jinder Mahal ended up beating Ty Dillinger. And the good thing about Jinder's win was there was no interference by the Singh brothers. No, no, none at all. So, Which was fine. He didn't need any no, interference. Absolutely, that's what he needed. Yeah. <laughs> all right. um, next up, we had Renee Young with Randy Orton, who says he's in the Royal Rumble, as well as Shinsuke Nakamura. Yep. He needs to take that mouthpiece out of his mouth when he talks. <sighs> he does. He does. <laughs> um, Cesaro's way okay. worse. Uh-oh. Oh yeah, that, Cesaro too. I'm always saying about he. Why the fuck you put shit in your mouth? I heard because <laughs> I, honestly, I heard because Vince thinks it's funny. That's what I heard. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Cesaro, keep that mouthpiece. And I laughed. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, on to the next one. On to the next one. <laughs> All right. The main event, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. You know, 
this what yo these guys put on a great match every single they time they're out there. Um, Sami Zayn distracts the ref, and Shane McMahon got him ejected. And while the ref was distracted by that, AJ pinned Kevin Owens for a five count, but the ref didn't see it. And then Kevin Owens steals it with a schoolboy pin. And uh, but he was pulling on his style. AJ's pants. He pulled down AJ's yeah, pants. Did you see that? I didn't see that. Yes, he did. He did. Okay. Yeah. See. All right. Take it down. Nice. But that's what you get, Shane. And then uh, AJ looked at Shane, and Shane was like, "Sorry, champ. Like you're such a dick. Like yo, you're right? such a dick, Shane McMahon. Like you, you're not even really sorry. You looked at him and shrugged your shoulder and said, "Sorry, champ. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he said, "Fuck you. Damn. Like I'm sick of Shane McMahon. He reminds me so much of people that I've worked for in the past and possible present. I don't want to say present because you know you probably be listening. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, you're so condescending. Like, yo, grow up, bro. I know, right? It's fucking ridiculous. Bro. Well, that is it for SmackDown. It's now time for Raw versus SmackDown. Yes. All right. Raw is currently ahead 21 to 15. And every Tuesday, we have a vote on our Twitter page, at WrestlingPOV. And you guys get to vote whether you thought Raw or SmackDown was better. This is the last Raw and SmackDown yes. of the year. Yep. So it's very important for you guys to cast a vote. And you guys did vote, and your votes are in. 67% of the fans voted for SmackDown Live this week. Nice. Oh, yeah! All right. All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, you go first. I am going 1,000% for SmackDown Live. All righty. Mimi. And I'm going a thousand and one percent for SmackDown Live. Alrighty, I agree too. I mean, SmackDown was just that much better. And you know what I thought Britt brought it over the top was just the fact that even though they still try to chant CM Punk, fucking Chicago, get it right. He's, he's, I mean, seriously, it's it's not funny anymore. It really isn't. It's like it's getting it's, annoying. It's funny because I watch you get really mad. <clears throat> yeah. So. <laughs> it's just it's just annoying, but it's it's just the fact that Rusev got a big pop, and he really really deserves it. So I I agree I agree. Thank Rusev you. day, I want that shirt. Okay, I want that shirt. Go buy it. <laughs> All right. So what's that now? Twenty one sixteen. Damn. Dude. Jesus Christ, that was my ear. 2116, the next time Tony will win the WPOV championship. <laughs> wow. It's fucked up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> One second, to the ha 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 no more. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be longer for you to even win a championship, Mimi. <laughs> That's yeah. just rude. No. That's just rude. It's not rude. It's truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of our show, I guess. Uh, we'll close it up. Um, yeah. Good show. Uh, yeah. Good interview. Yeah. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Loved it. This is the last episode of the year. Everybody, from the bottom of our hearts, we'd just like to thank each and every one of you fans for sticking with Wrestling POV. It's because of you guys that we make this show every single week for you guys. It's very entertaining for us, and I hope it was entertaining for you guys. Um, 
from the UK, China, Brazil, the United States, um, Canada, China. Did I say China? Yes. It is. Okay, I say it again. China, <laughs> Germany, all over the world, and we all thank you. If I can, if I know how to say thank you in all those languages, I would, but I don't know how. So I'm just gonna say thank you in American. In American. <laughs> um, that's it for our show. Please do not drink and drive. It is the new year, and uh, you know, call an Uber or call Lyft or call a friend to pick you up. Okay, it's not worth it. So that is the end of the show. I am your host Tony Diaz, along with Mimi Goody and the third wheel, Rick Serrano the third, and no longer our intern Miguel Cole. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, folks! Happy Love, New Year. peace, and wrestling. We'll see you next year. Peace out. Good night, everybody. Um, um, Mimi, you know, you said you wanted the Rusev shirt, and since is I'm getting all this extra money, this full-time check. I'm going to get you that shirt. All right. Wow, look at that. A full-time check? Yeah, he's going to... Well, you know, what What I decided to do, um, Miguel, is uh-huh. I, know, I know you need help. So, yes, um, yes. I'm going to give you half of what Rick is making. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be great. So it's like Mr. Rick get his check, and then I get half of what he makes. So it's like a one and a half checks. That's a good That's a good idea, Mr. Tony. No, no, no. You're going to get half of Rick's check. What? 